0: You know what time it is? What time? Twenty twenty-one.
1: <laughs> That's not a time. That's a <laughs> That's year. That's
0: <not> <laughs> the year of Boston uprising. Oh wow! What was? The, how did their chant go? Up, rise, up, rise. I think it was rise up. Uh, yeah, I think it was rise been, up. Could have been rise up. Could have been rise, rise up. Well, the important news is. Yeah.
2: You know how they talk about the multidimensional like stuff? I feel like Bren was in a different dimension of Overwatch League <laughs> compared to everybody else. He was just in his own little b- little shard of Overwatch League or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, yeah, really
1: 2018
0: was the year of Boston. Boston have been good before. people always forget about that when they had Krusty as a coach yeah perfect Uh, stage since then not the case but 2021 is an interesting. oh god yeah (laughs) I mean seeing a couple of names there we want to just brush right over and head straight back into 2021 (laughs) yep there you Uh, go Kurt nice job the (laughs) the way we're doing this one is a little bit different if you saw it by the join date Kurt uh, we're not going to go over the tanks and the DPS and the support line. We're going to go over the, uh, the recent additions, including the one that's inactive at the bottom there because he is currently 17 but will be of age by the time the Overwatch League rolls around. Hey, hey Matt, guess when Valentine's
1: yeah. birthday is. Guess when, when he turns 18. When? Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Really? That's yep. why his name's Valentine.
0: There you go. No oh. way. Yeah, because he's what born on
2: February 14th. Yep. Who would have guessed?
0: Not that's, me. That's crazy. Yeah, not Is me. that even
2: true? It yeah. is true. No, yeah. it is. It's true.
0: It's Ignore true. his Wikipedia. You'll see. You'll see. He is that cool or a cringe?
1: I think it's kind of cool because you yeah. would never know until you dug into... Yeah, until you looked
0: into it. Yeah, until you looked into it. I find it kind of cool. It's got purpose behind the name. Johnny, you've never given us yeah. the purpose of your name.
2: Valentine also, like, it's a cool name, like, if you were born on, like, I don't know, like, if you were born on, like, Easter, and your gamertag was Easter, I feel like that's, like, not, that's really not that good, No, it wouldn't be that, it would be Jesus. What? (laughs) What?
1: Celebrating the resurrection of Christ. (laughs) First of all, Easter wasn't on the same day every year, so it wouldn't even work, that's a pointless (laughs) comparison. Secondly, What are you
0: talking about? <laughs>
1: Valentine's Day, like, uh... Valentine.
0: Easter, Jesus. Yeah, the, re- the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Right, but why would you... I mean, that's like saying Christmas you'd call yourself Jesus. No, i call yourself Saint Nicholas.
2: <laughs> or, uh... You do live in a different dimension, mate. <laughs> you live in a different <laughs> anyway. world.
0: Let's get into the roster. because You
2: were born on the 4th of July and named yourself 4th of
0: July. No, you call yourself or Sam.
2: Independence Day, or whatever. Like, I mean, ah, yeah. It's...
0: Independence. The... Flex support. Yeah, in... <laughs> I have been up for years. Can we get into this <laughs> fucking review? I think I can yeah, swear. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, go. we deep it. enough in.
2: Oh, you're the host.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm okay. Do the uh,
2: job. <laughs> He's sure. been recording for like twelve
0: hours. Starting with the. The 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 latest additions. <laughs> Essentially, what's happened is they've got Levi. Oh, is it Levi or what's Laurie. It? Laurie? Laurie, that's the name. Laurie, Laurie, Laurie. Laurie <laughs> there, as a, as a coach has <laughs> introduced. Into this team. Laurie is the new head coach of the Boston <laughs> Uprising. And with his introduction, he brought alongside a bunch of new players who've been playing. I'm 37, who some of you probably know from the Toronto Defiant, but was playing on WGS alongside Former Faith commissioner of the old and league. Valentine. Mm. Yep, not not quite a commissioner yet. No. Um, but Matt's gone players... in for his job
1: now. <laughs> Matt's worked his way in from the talent side to become commissioner.
3: Yeah, yeah I'm trying Buying to be I'm 37. <laughs> but he's only 32. Don't worry about it. Yeah. He'll get there.
0: But we've got these additions coming in. Valentine playing the Flex DPS role. Faith playing the main support, generally speaking. I'm 37 in a more hitscan-esque role. That's what he's being solidified as. Um, And that is the latest and newest additions to the Boston Uprising. Now, I'll give my quick thoughts on it, and then we can go around as well and talk about this. But uh, I just spent an hour and a half watching Faith and and Valentine, and I'm 37, actually. Um, And my general impression was average my heart rate didn't go up. It just kind of stayed the same. Mm. You know? I was watching Mm -hmm. it, and I was like, all right, this it looks serviceable. The shining light in my eyes is, I use that term a lot, but Valentine, I think, uh, in terms of his individual Mm -hmm. play on largely Echo, to be honest. um, it, It leaves a lot of questions for me coming into this season. And it's, what is this roster trying to do here with these additions? Because... I think they're going to be upgrades over previous years, but I'm still left wondering how the end result is going to look. And with the rest of the season, with the rest of the teams leveling up, I am not. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not I optimistic. Kinda like
3: what they got going on here.
0: I. 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 I I'm. A, I'm a bit of a fan. Okay.
3: I. I. Th- I've been studying a lot of these teams now, and there's obviously a ton of talent coming out of Korean contenders. Yeah. And I feel the same way with some of these players that I'm like, I can see that they have it, but they need to take like one more step to be able to like really bring it to the awards okay. league and like compete with some of the top teams. Mm. Um, and we'll talk about some of those, but like Valentine, like I, I watched some of Valentine's gameplay and I'm like, he is good, mm-hmm. undoubtedly. Um, I wanted to compare him to someone who was really flexible and like Rascal come to mind, but like. I don't want to say rascal because like I, I I say him so much. Who who is there like a, a, an individual that's like rascal, like a rascal but not as like like on E Q O. Maybe wave, like E Q O. Yeah, maybe like wave. that. I mean, I, I watched Valentine play and I'm like this 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 is a good player, you know. And like yeah. he could put in some like really good carry performances. I like Faith as well. Like as a main support, I think Faith seemed like a very logical player that like didn't rush it, uh, didn't do too many. Uh, erratic plays or anything like he seemed yeah. like a very solid, logical kind of Super main support simple. player. And you put him alongside Bong. and I'm like, you got a good backline going. You got Valentine who can, like put some plays in, pair up Valentine with Soon, and you got like two players that can really make plays and like stand up for themselves. Um, we, we, we'll talk more about this roster, but I, I think, Bren, looking at the entire thing, that I'm, I'm, I'm a bit more optimistic about this team and their prospects.
2: They have a, they have like a valiant of last year type of vibe about them. I feel like, I feel like they're kind of going under, maybe not under the radar now, like after these pickups, but I I feel like they've put together a really solid team. But I think it's a, we were obviously less high on the Vancouver Titans, which we did the last time. It's like, is this team good enough to win against some of the top teams in NA? I'm not the, sure, but will this I mean, team be like in that middle of the pack? I think absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know about that because I. It's funny you compared onto the Vancouver or to um to Valiant because I I look at this team and the way they've been put together and it's clear that Laurie has just come into this team and obviously has high opinions of some of the players that he's coached before. Yeah. It's yeah. not the case where the yeah. Valiant where they run extensive trial systems to find diamonds in the rough. Like we actually have tape on these players and. My, my opinion of it is that they're not going to they're, they're be world beaters, you know? They're, these players are going to come in and they're going to do a serviceable job. But when you're at a Boston Uprising, is that what you want? You just want players to come in and do a serviceable job? I feel like you want to be aiming for some real stars here. Well, well let's, <laughs> let's take things one step at a time. Boston
1: have been (laughs) just
2: languishing at the bottom of
1: the table for two years now. 2019, 2020 were very unkind to the Boston Uprising after they genuinely had some excellent scouting off the back of Krusty's coaching in 2018. And... I think any step up the table is a great step for Boston. And I don't think that they need to be aiming for a superstar roster for their fans to get excited. And I, I know that that's where you're coming from, Bren, is like, oh, well, if they're just okay, then that's still just, they're going to get beaten a lot think, because there's such good teams in
0: the league right now. Yeah, but, I didn't say my point correctly. I, okay. didn't, I didn't really explain it too well. But when I say like superstar team, I'm, I want them to take risks on talent. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, And maybe that's what they're doing here. Maybe Laurie feels like they just couldn't be pushed into the right direction. But I feel like if you couldn't do that when he was coaching them in contenders... What makes him think he's going to be but, able to do it surrounded by the the, st- the structure I, of Boston?
1: I would like to disagree with that, though, as well, in the sense that Laurie actually did manage to get a title win. They won sure. Korean contenders using three of these players. Yeah, I'm 37, Faith, and, and Valentine, which Valentine was subbing in and out, but the others were pretty much mainstays. Uh, Faith actually subbed in and out a little bit as well. But the the overall point being is that they've already reached... For a very small period of time, the pinnacle of contenders, and even though I think in order to you can still think that someone has a lot of potential mm-hmm. and it hasn't been maximized, but you've gotten a bit out of them, which I and think you, is where John, you either want more time is, right? or you want more, um, more kind of better competition to try them against. Yeah,
3: which is what you what, were saying, what right, What stick Johnny? that was? Uh, yeah, that was yeah, I mean, I wasn't completely listening to Josh point because I was thinking by myself watching the game. But yeah, something <laughs> like that. Uh, no, so no, my... no, no, but no, no. No, for real though, um, I, I actually have something to say about this, but we'll oh. get there later, okay? I don't want to kick off this because I, I have like a side storyline or like a side question okay. when we'll discuss the overarching team. But I don't want to go there immediately. Like I want to discuss the players individually but, uh, that they have on the roster right. right now and their prospects.
1: I kind of wanted Prince. to start with Laurie though. Yeah. Is, is that all right? I mean, Laurie, Laurie is a really successful coach from contenders we've seen. He seems to be pretty well respected by the players that mm-hmm. he's uh, yeah. been with yeah. in the past, which is always a good sign for a coach. Um, often if coaches are bad, players won't talk about them at all. It's <laughs> yeah. not like they're going to shit talk them, but they just don't mention them at all. So if, if players speak very highly of coaches, it's normally a good sign. Then you just look on paper. He was able to take a team that wasn't really full of great talent on paper and, you know, some people like I'm 37 who we've already seen in the league actually not be that successful and take them and win a title with them. And then as soon as Laurie stepped back from WGS, they ended up bombing out of Gauntlet and looked like they were totally lost in that meta, which might not speak that highly of the players themselves, but does <laughs> seem to lend credence to the fact that Laurie knows what he's doing. Um Unless it's a wild coincidence, but generally speaking, those are good single pieces of evidence that Laurie will be a good coach for the Boston Uprising and something that they have been literally missing since Krusty. Like that's, yeah. that's been one of the large reasons why Boston has not succeeded is because their scouting has been poorer because they haven't had great coaching and their um, depth of roster and their mm-hmm. strategy and their understanding has all been hampered by it as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, what? They had Mineral uh, for the last like two years, right? Um, Uh, I think think it was two, right? He He was like, man. I I thought he was the coach. He He was was at some point, and then he stepped back. But I think they had someone else,
3: though,
1: before Mineral, didn't they?
3: Uh, they No. Maybe not. He joined, no, he joined uh, before uh, uh, last season. Because he joined in the September of 2019. So right, he joined but who after was coaching the them in
1: 2019? That's what I mean. They had a different coach then. I just can't remember who it was.
3: Uh, they had uh, I don't know. Was it just <laughs> huh? <cup>? Yeah,
1: it
0: <laughs> yeah, sounds
3: think... like they had like a bunch of assistant coaches, like Gunbar, Sheikh, Ilka, Mini, Spa.
2: Uh, I'm, right. I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. Mineral was the like coach or manager of that as well. I
1: feel
0: so dumb. You think
1: that. Mineral uh, came in straight after Krusty? I don't think that's how no, it went. No, no, no.
0: It was, uh, I think, the was season Gunther? after, yeah, they right? Had interim head coaches, but... They had, like, yeah. an interim... The trouble is, they've had can't such a messy history with the structure of this team that I don't know what the timeline is. Yeah, but, but you make a good point. Like, this is probably one of the first times in a long time that you've had some real clear structure... That's going to be guiding these players. Excuse me, guiding these players, which is something that Boston's been missing for the longest time. And yeah. the amount of times that we go on and on and on, especially me, about coaching and the importance of it. This is a prime example of a team actually doing right for once. Given the accolades, given how highly the players speak at Laurie. Um, yeah, yeah, and maybe so I'm someone just in that a- isn't
3: listening. Sorry, Brent. Someone that isn't listening here is Baroy as well, and I think that's a good addition to the coaching staff, Brent. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry, Go on.: uh, I was just going to say maybe I'm just in a depressive mood, just about a state of the world <laughs> in my life, but that's, that might mirror my opinions of this team, but I also just have high expectations of any team. I think that uh, I think every team I don't know, I have, a, I have a skewed mentality. I feel like most teams should be aiming for the stars, or at least want to. I, I'm not really content with but, just the the idea okay, of just so, being better than last year in a minor way. I think that's an important first step. It is you, an important yeah, first you step. You've got to walk what, you before you can, you can run.
1: I think for a team like Boston to recover sure. themselves after two years, well, that's what misery. I mean. I,
0: I'm admitting it's a flawed viewpoint. Yeah, but like but when I, I look answer, at right. teams, it's yeah. I I just want them to to be aiming it's, truly for the best. And I feel like with a Boston uprising, maybe take more risks. Now, having said that, I think Johnny, you brought up an excellent point. When you're talking about Myung Bong and Faith as a backline for the support, because you don't want just two absolute crackheads. Myung Bong, we know, <laughs> can turn on the crackhead any, any moment he wants to. He's and very, Faith, yeah. Faith seems like he will just be rock solid next to him, which is what you really want. You don't want, you don't want Faith to be inting. He is, I, I absolutely agree with your assessment, is that he just seems like a reasonable uh, main support that makes the correct decisions most of the time.
3: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I see where you're coming from, Bran. And I think actually that a lot of people in the community have the same kind of sentiment when they look at this roster in its entirety. The thing that really shifted my viewpoint of this entire roster when I looked at it was that, so like I have an Excel sheet going here that I would like write down my points and rosters and everything. I bolded all the names that I liked about this roster and I faded some of them. So once mm-hmm. I faded were actually Fusions, Colorex, and I'm 37. Because I personally don't like um thirty seven. I understand like he comes in once in a while, has some good hit scan. Like I don't I don't I not like his game. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's as good as people think it is. But then the bolded names, if you look at it on paper, the starting lineup, Stand One, Punk, Soon, Valentine, Faith, Myonbong. If you just look at those six players like in a vacuum as a starting lineup, that's where it really shifted for me. And that's where we're like, that's a pretty bomb starting lineup. So despite the fact that they have, you know, Fusions on here as well, Color Hex, how he's going to be in this team, I just don't even really consider those players anymore. Because I think that the starting six is by far better than those three players. And I don't know if they'll be integrated. They might be, you know, maybe subbed in a match, uh, a map here and there. But, you know, I think for the most part, their starting six is just way better if you isolate them. Um, I look at them as, like, they're starting six.
2: I, I also think, like, it, it's really difficult to stand out on a team, like, as poor as Boston was last year. And we did see uh, Youngbung know, play really well. I yes. think with a better team around him now, I, I think he can t- take his game to an even higher level, uh, yeah. it, w- which kind of, like, knocks them up a peg. And I know when you talk about, like, going for it all, Brent, I think there's a point where, like Josh said, you have to kind of, like, I uh, you know walk before you run and like mm-hmm. for Boston, right. With how poor you've been. Like if you put yourself in that like four through eight conversation now or five through eight, like, you know, if you're really kind of pushing it, like that—that that is a huge jump for a team like this. Yeah. Uh, and then you kind of look at it like, Oh, maybe they tinker again. Like, I think this is a year though, where they added a lot of talent. They've, I think, more importantly, kind of gotten stable now with, like, Laurie and Baroy. And I think if they play well, I think this will be another spot where people will want to come play, you know, in the years after, right? Where I think they set themselves up for better long-term success. Because if this team would have taken a risk on a ton of players and just bombed out again and then had to replace the coaching staff and the analysts and whatnot, like, you're starting at square one every single season. Uh, I think this gives them a better chance of, like, sustainable success I think yeah, I'll, a, I'll be
3: short yeah, before point. you go so I'll, show, I'll be short sorry but I think to that point and to Brent's point as well they've struck a perfect balance in my mind between bringing in new people like Laurie bringing in three of his players and then integrating it to the old team to build a culture and build a team with an identity And that's what I think they've done perfectly here. Like, they're not doing like a Dallas Fuel where they're like, hey, this is Element Mystic now. Or like, they're not doing like, hey, we're picking up one or two players to add to last year. I think there's like a perfect balance building a new team identity that's not like too dominant in the new people coming in or the old ones from last year.
1: Yeah, Yeah, for me, when I look at the Boston Uprising, I'm, I'm optimistic, but I... Uh, I think that they've done a decent job at tempering expectations. Like, they haven't picked up an all-star roster where you you must place very highly, otherwise it is a failure. They've set their expectations to, we will be a decent team. And that's the expectation. And the only way to fail is if they completely cock it up and they're like as bad as they were last year, which I, I can't possibly see happening. No, can't possibly, I mean, I can't I'd be amazed if this team ended in the bottom three in, in NA.
2: I really would. Yep. Like, no, I, I, yeah, it'd be shocking, right? Because you look at, uh, you expect this team to be better than... Uh, he's what, doing it again. Least...
1: He's doing it again. He's power uh, ranking again. Isn't other other teams, fucking power yeah, 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 yeah.
2: You expect this team to be better than some of the other
0: teams.
2: (laughs) You expect them to.
0: Uh, Are we going on to 8 Mile after
2: this? Which would prevent them uh, (laughs) uh, from from being all the way at the bottom.
0: Drop a 16 real quick.
2: Bro, I, you're coming at me, you get that horrible looking mushroom cut Bro, on the top of you. your head. <laughs> look at you, look at you. got at like an sync reject over there. UK, 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 Joey Fatone, you know, like over there, just <laughs> looking like a mess. Yo, earlier on today, Matt, we
1: were recording the space yeah. episode and he called mm-hmm. you a nine to five looking ass, <laughs> <laughs> <He did?
2: laughs> uh, which See, I thought was fantastic. Yeah, that's a good one. That's um, a good one. Yeah. I
1: wanted to follow on your point about Myonbong though, because I I seriously think that even with all of the talent additions to this team, Myung Bong could still be the best player on the team, and mm-hmm. and yeah. that is that is on a team that still has Soon and Stand One, and I mean I guess Valentine has the potential to be like the best player on the team as well, but Myonbong is a really good player. I think people forget how incredible he was in Contenders the season before he got picked up. It is almost impossible for a player like Mianbong to show his ceiling when he's capped by his team, right, last year. And he still showed that he was way better than everybody he was playing with. But I, I really believe in this guy. As long as he hasn't fallen off just sheerly <laughs> through leaching his talent out after a bad <laughs> year of gameplay which can sometimes happen if you if you have a, a year where you're sucking and you're not as motivated it can be hard to get back into it and you haven't been having that consistent practice and consistent top level performance so maybe you don't improve as much as your peers but if Myeongbong gets back to how he was playing previously then he could still be the best player on this team despite the fact that they've added so much more talent Myeongbong it has the potential in my opinion to be that good like a true a true top-level flex support that this team, this team has always had, but now yeah. is surrounded by talent that he's
2: actually going to be able to rely on to play his best. Uh, I thought Punk played pretty well when Boston added him too. I, yeah. I think uh, what they added him and then they ended up beating the Gladiators like <laughs> yeah, right they after. had a honeymoon uh, phase. Yeah, they had a honeymoon period. But yeah, but I mean, I think I think he's another player who probably. It it gets better, obviously, with playing around better talent. Like, and I and I thought he was pretty decent. Like, is he going to be the best like off tank in the world? Like, maybe not. Like, can he be average to above average? I think so. Uh, Well, well also they have
1: uh, Gibulsi on their academy team as well. Yes. Oh, yeah. And even though I think Huck came out and said, I believe this is correct, actually. I think Huck came out and dying? said that they don't intend to move him to the main roster, um, but it's something they're they're working on. Like, he's a developmental player in their academy team, I think is kind of the gist of what he was saying um but
3: i oh well I, that was the point i wanted to bring up later i was like oh, is gabe olsey no, no, no. going to be promoted to the main roster how, how long does stolen. punk last there now it is, it is cats on the time. bag you know? t- i mean Josh, what did you just... think johnny no well i mean because that was my point i was like i liked punk as much as any other person who watched the overwatch league last year who was like impressed and uh you know McGravy also came out and said like he really respected punk and like his off tank play so I think we all agree that. But like, how does Punk sync up with the rest of this team? I guess that is the question. You know, can he really flourish next to Stand 1 and some of these other players being brought in? Because I think a lot of people looked at uh, Watch Contenders and were like, Gabe Olsi is very promising too. And yeah. him not being picked up alongside some of his, some of his former teammates is like kind of odd in that regard. So I could very well see a scenario where, like, two months into the season, things are not going as planned. Let's bring in Gabe Olsi because that's who the players are like. You know, they're like, oh, I miss playing with Gabe Olsi. You know, like, he's just better uh, with me. Uh, you know, so I can certainly see that scenario. I think as well, there were quite a few other Overwatch League teams rumored to be signing Gabe Like, people know that he's a great off-time talent in Korean Contenders. Um, he reminded me a bit of Janu when I watched him, uh, because I think he was talented and he like could play very well without too many resources. So I liked what I saw from him, but I think we all agree that like Punk is a really good off tank, but I think the question is going to be like how he integrates into this team with the new additions. And I think he has to play a bit for his starting spot here, because I think unlike fusions, I don't think Fusion's is going to see that much play because stand one is like going to solidify himself as the primary main tank player of this team. But I think Punk really has to prove that, like, hey, I can, you know, bring it alongside these guys and we can be successful. And you don't have to Mm -hmm. worry about the off-tank role moving forward. I would actually like to see them
1: as well. Hopefully this ignites a bit more of a fire within fusions again. Yeah, to get I to say the same to thing. To get back up. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that I would expect Boston to start fusions. I think everyone should be expecting stand one to be the starting main tank. But I think when you're in this kind of position, it can sometimes reignite motivation with players that had previously been really driven to get into the scene and looked pretty promising when they were coming in and then just had disaster after disaster. And And... I don't think that fusions is better than stand one, but do I think there's possibility that fusions could get better than stand one at very specific roles? Like if he was a Ryan specialist for the team, I think that is something that could happen. Like
0: if fusions
1: actually got driven to play for his spot because stand one has come in and taken it from him, essentially. Do I think that it's reasonable that fusions could grind to the point where he is like the super to stand one's smurf? Yeah, I think that that yeah. is actually a reasonable possibility here. It all comes down to whether the coaches want to implement him like that I, and whether yeah. Fusions is driven enough.
0: I can see it 100%. I'm not just saying that because of the UK mafia. Like, <laughs> I genuinely could see a world. The conversation I've had with Fusions, he, is, he was a driven player when he came into the league. He maintains that kind of drive even at Boston's lowest moments, which not many players do. Most of them just cash a check. And you could see in the games how much it meant to him. He's oftentimes one of the only person calling when Boston were playing.
1: He also had that moment where it all got overwhelming for him and he like slammed the desk the, and stuff. The guy he was yeah. totally frustrated. That was 2019.
0: The guy wants to compete. He wants to perform at the highest level. But I think he has been failed systemically by Boston over the course of his career. And... I've spoke to him about what he thought... Uh, I've mentioned this a couple of times on on the podcast, but his thought in terms of having like competition with a main tank player, and he relishes it. The opportunity to learn from another main tank player, to compete in an inner working of a team for that main roster spot. I could 100% see a world in which Fusions actually does get playtime, as much as people are expecting him to, to roll over, well, especially because Stand 1 as well. I This might be a hot take. I'm not too hot on Stand 1 as a player. I think that he... I think he looked good in Shanghai because Shanghai are a fantastic team and he was surrounded by very good players. But ultimately, I, he was the downfall of Shanghai in some scenarios.
3: I yeah. mean, I, I actually kind of agree with you. A so little bit, not entirely, thing. but I kind of agree with you. I think he's consistent and like I don't think he needs to be amazing. Yeah. And so there's room there for fusions to punch upwards and maybe replace him in a few minutes, so I agree. I don't think stand one is like the next big thing either, but I think he's sort of what Boston needs right now. And...
2: and-, uh, and- I was just gonna
1: say never um, had
3: another tank on the roster. Is that Axiom?
1: Yeah, Axiom. Axiom, but like But Axiom actually was Axiom was starting and like trying to when uh, I remember going to one of the early homestands in Washington actually, and Axiom was starting and shot calling for them, and they were rotating that that main tank position around trying to find something that worked. So I think he has actually played with people that could have taken his spot in the past.
0: Uh, I just wanted to add with Punk as well. I'm expecting Punk to just be hungry just because he's from the Oceanic region. Yeah. Like, the amount of opportunities that those guys get is zero, essentially. Like, yeah. if, if you Poor make Adam. it into a team, they are going to try... I mean, y- 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 the honeymoon period that happened when Punk came in, I think he just he eroded away the curse of Boston, the misery that enveloped their local home uh, when he came in, because yeah. the, he was just a driven individual that came in, and it was like his change of pasty. You could tell through their team cam povs last year that it was a different vibe when he came in. It's contagious when you have
1: a player that comes in that's really driven to succeed because they—it's their shot, it's their opportunity. Other people kind of get fired up because they're like, "Yeah, this guy actually believes.
0: Like, yeah, we can, we can do this. Hey, this yeah. guy
2: gives a shit. Whoa, everybody, where you going? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah." yeah. Color uh, Hex, I, I, I don't see too much hope for, realistically. But he I think he adds a situational DPS role that he can fulfill um, at a given time. I don't know what that role would be, though. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. He's always had a weird hero pull. He does, he does have a weird hero pull. He plays the Genji, he
1: plays the Widowmaker, he plays the Pharah. Those are like his three best, I would yeah. say. Valentine, we... Uh, t- the thing is, all of the VODs of Valentine that we've watched have been recent, and so you don't tend to see... The, the same breadth of heroes because the metas have been kind of um, aligned yeah. recently. So I don't actually know the full depth of Valentine's Hero Pool, but he seems mega flexible. He's like playing yeah. heroes that are utterly unrelated from each other. He just seems like he'll play whatever. So I,
3: I will say, I, I watched some of his gameplay Valentine and like sometimes he'll play hero he's not like super good at, but he'll make the adaptation just for the sake of the adaptation. Yeah. Like I watched, I think it was... Am I mixing up Valentine with someone else? I think I watched some of Valentine's Tracer. Yes, he played like, a he lot of Tracer, Tracer Because, like, it was required. I don't think it was, like, insanely good. Like, it held up, you know? But I don't think absolutely. it was, like, amazing. Yeah, serviceable. Um serviceable.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like Sparkle, honestly. When Sparkle moves to Tracer, it's... Well, actually, maybe even Sparkle is better, actually. But it's like, he's not a Tracer specialist. He's not going to come in there. But neither is Colorex. Yeah. So- yeah, no, absolutely not. Right, no. <laughs> but, but that's what you got soon for, I suppose. But but the yeah. thing is, I can see Stand One's role on the team. Double hit scan meta. Stand One's gonna come in with soon, probably, and they're gonna play like I don't know, double sniper. If it was Hanzo, Widow, or or it's you mean like- Color
3: Hex, Color Hex. You said stand one. Stand oh, so one is going to
2: come in and play Hanzo. <laughs> Not stand one. I mean, I'm Fusions 37. going to dominate sorry. the main tank role so hard. He's going to send stand one to the fucking. <laughs> <Jedi laughs> Stan one's going to pick up fucking Hanzo and Widowmaker. No,
1: I meant I'm 37. Sorry. Oh, I said. I'm
2: 37, I'm oh. 37
1: I think, is going to be purely for double hit scan. I don't really see him sure. replacing soon. Unless soon is like hardcore tracer specialist or something and even then i'm 37 would just play the ash or the widow or or, or whatever it also pairs with it at the same time color hex i don't understand the niche that he would occupy it's not as simple as saying well it's double projectile meta like what the what what is double projectile meta we've never had that before so i yeah i don't really know what he's going to do but uh... i think maybe he can carve his own niche out
0: based on yeah, I, I was going to say double Sniper, but yeah. even then I think Valentine would probably play the Hanzo, right?
1: And would Soon play Widow, presumably? Yeah, I mean, I, Soon we'll I actually widow. don't know whether Color Hex has a better Widow than Soon. That sounds kind of silly, but I mean, Color Hex's I, Widow is nasty good. I guess if you needed to
2: switch to something other than Tracer, maybe then you would see Color Hex play yeah. the Widow. <sighs> Yeah. I, don't know.
0: I, it, I mean the thing is it's At least always, they have depth. It's always nice to have the option,
1: Yeah, god, you know? Can you remember what they were like last season when they only had Color Hex uh, well, uh yeah, Color Hex and Jerry? Oh my <laughs> god. It was like if yeah. they couldn't fit those two on comfort rolls, your meta was dead. I mean you actually you just threw away Boston Uprising cuz yeah. they didn't have anyone else to go back to. This is a nine man roster. Let's
0: it's, let's yeah. take a look yeah. at yeah. Roster more comprehensive and give our general approaches this team what are what our general thoughts i mean we've already kind of came to a conclusion i think with this but in my eyes i look i've actually my opinion's gone up since talking to you guys about this team uh <laughs> i i definitely i i mean i don't think they're d tier but i think that they're, they're punching into c you know what i mean yeah like they are they're rocking yeah. around at c i don't know where they land within that kind of division Wait, johnny you're shaking you your head do you you think the I, I, I don't know what that means brent well, that's what I mean. We what do, does we're C mean? We've got to keep it ambiguous. Okay,
1: like A, B, C, and D tier. So C would be <laughs> slightly below average in North America.
0: But then why are we just not ranking? Well, but, 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 just but, but, because we're saving it. Because we're blue balling we're the viewers. Pre- yeah, we need
2: another episode. We yeah, need we're more saving it for that, you. that
0: fated episode. I mean, we're still doing episodes, kind of, but we're Whoa. saving it. We're cock-teasing them. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: I, I, okay, I,
3: I, think, I think this team... I think this team hovers around C, C+, and will probably Ooh, plus. find one, maybe even two tournaments where they, like, get, like, B or, like, B+. plus oh. If, like, they find okay. the right meta, okay? I'm not saying that will happen, but if, like, what? the meta is there, what I, I, is think the, right I think meta? they can punch up.
1: Huh? What is the right meta for this team?
3: I don't know. Probably, like, Soon Tracer and, like, Valentine Echo, Echo Tracer or... Something yeah, that's like that. that's what
1: I wonder about. Cause then what, you've got like ball like a ball I mean, and ball, diva or ball something? Sigma, tra- tra- ball, sigma, sigma ball, sigma, ball. See, because Echo. to me, the success of this roster, I think personally that they have enough flexibility at DPS that they should be fine there. I mean Soon and Valentine, even if they were the only two players you have, can probably hold their own to make you yeah. average in North America. Like no problemo. But and Mion Bong god tier really have a lot of faith in number personally yeah. for me it comes down to stand one punk and faith those are the three do people think... that are going to define whether or not this season is successful for for them do you I... think this
3: will be a good dive team like Winston? like i don't know why i'm fantasizing about winston diva getting tracer that's just is winston still again. even in the game that's dead. i mean yeah he's he's garbage i don't think oh my so. god
1: See, oh, wait, the thing Winston's... is, Stand 1, I just never really saw play Winston that much because Fearless always was playing it. And so that's fair. my understanding of how good Stand 1 is on Winston is based on, like, when he played Contenders for Envy and stuff. Yeah. It's, like, so outdated, it's, really it's useless. Dope. So sure. I don't know. I don't know whether the tank line is really suited for that. I I see these, t- this tank line being best in double shield, really. But maybe that's just because it's what they've um... played most recently.
3: Yeah, I mean I would be down with that too. Like I think I think that's the beauty of this team is that I do I do think soon it's gonna pop off to some extent and like prove once again that he's actually really good at the game. And then I think it's all about Valentine, like finding the groove on a hero. And whether that's like Farah, Genji, Ash even, like if he can just pop off and just like come into his own, the backline will figure itself out. Punk will be good. Stand 1, as long as he doesn't mess up, I think it will be fine. I, I, I think this is a good versatile roster, and I think they could find themselves in a few different metas, being comfortable. If yeah, they don't like, overcomplicate think... it, they're like, oh, we're gonna sub in Colorex every third map, and then we're going to take <laughs> fusions on control yeah. maps, and it's like, no. Dude, just uh, play with the best players.
2: I kind of agree with Johnny. I think that their C right now I think with an outside chance of moving into B, like if, if they hit on a few things, like if uh young bung levels up his play, Valentine comes in, like lives up to the hype. And then uh, maybe we see better play, you know, from stand one or punk, like they're like, they're not far away from being able to contend. Like in the B tier, they just need a few kind of things to pan out. But I think probably worst case they're C. I, I yeah. can't see this team kind of faltering down to where we've seen them in the past.
1: That's why I feel good about them next season is because I think with the addition of Laurie and the WGS trio, um, they have essentially boom-proofed themselves where Boom-proof. there's enough <laughs> there's enough new blood in this team this year, especially, I'm not even saying just with the WGS guys, with Soon as well, because he's just such a veteran presence and with Stan one on the roster as well. I think they've essentially stopped themselves. They've added enough new talent so that the... The like, the memory of failure is no longer the prevalent one for the Boston uprising. No matter what roster they field, they're not going to remember being shit slammed. They're going to just feel like it's new, like it's fresh, like it's a, a new leaf. Like they can yeah. achieve anything. A full restart. Yeah, and that's. I think that's very hard for a team like that to completely boom. I think. I think it's more likely a team like. Maybe even Toronto or Houston booms than a team like this does. I'm not saying that I would expect Toronto or Houston to be worse than this team overall, but I think in terms of like percentage chance of just shitting the bed, this team actually has weirdly quite a low chance of shitting the bed, they're even though. Through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The bed's covered in shit. You're cleaning it up right now. Yeah. You've got rags in your hand. You've got a little. Di- I mean, it up. Di- 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 they're not di- cleaning that.
0: You're just, you're, they chucked out the sheets, they bought sure. new ones. yeah, yeah. And- new sheets. Fusions and color you don't clean
1: your sheets when you consume <laughs> I mean, do at that point, well, you are you throwing shit them out. in the bed? You, how yeah, many times yeah, have you know, shat on your sheets? Uh, zero times, as far as
0: I'm aware. Yeah, I've never shat on my sheets, but if I did, I would chuck them out.
2: Yeah, yeah. What, you know? yeah, you know, you absolutely should. Uh, if you yeah. did that. I mean, I yeah. wouldn't
0: attempt to clean that, you, I... you'd break your, dishwa- your, your dishwasher, your dishwasher, your <laughs> dishwasher, you're putting your, your sheets machine. in your dishwasher. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, so I would, I would go clogged well, in the last place. Is that why your dishes are so dirty?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was about to try. No, 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 we're done with this. I,
0: I think we're done with this episode. I, I quite like the conclusion we've come to here. Uh, what a what a reasonable discussion we've had over the mm. state of Boston uprising. Yeah? yeah. Boston fans should be cautiously optimistic. Yeah. I yeah, think that's really the takeaway. Hopeful. Is a they should fan? rise up. Yeah. yeah or uprise <laughs> as it's known. End the episode <laughs>